the Apostle Paul's contribution to the New Testament is 13 or 14 inspired letters. The Apostle Paul's last inspired letter of these 13 or 14 is 2 Timothy. Many of us are familiar with some of the verses of 2 Timothy, like all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, and study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And one more, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my race. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Again, many of us are familiar with a, a number of the verses in 2 Timothy. But perhaps a number of us have never done a study of the letter of 2 Timothy. This morning, we are going to begin one, and we will continue with this study on Sunday evenings. But this morning, we will begin a study of 2 Timothy, starting with the message, 2 Timothy, an introduction. Dr. John Stott who is uh, helping me significantly in this message and in our study of 2 Timothy, Dr. John Stott has said, in order to understand 2 Timothy's message and appreciate its full impact, we need to see the background against which it was written. So today... We will cover four points in an introduction. Here are the four points. Second Timothy was written by the Apostle Paul, point one, from prison in Rome just before he was martyred, point two, to Timothy giving him weighty responsibility in reference to the church. Number three, which responsibility centered around the gospel? Point four, let's pray and then take up those four points. Heavenly Father, you have given us 2 Timothy, it is your word, and uh, we pray that now you will be with us as we seek to begin a trip through 
this portion of God's word. Oh, Heavenly Father, please, in your grace, be with us now. Be with all of us. Help me to honor you in the preaching. Help us all to honor you in the listening and in the following. May you be wonderfully glorified through this time in your word today. In Jesus' name, we pray to you, Heavenly Father. Amen. Point one, Second Timothy was written by the Apostle Paul. We are able to say this for two reasons. A, internal evidence. In other words, 2 Timothy itself claims to be from the Apostle Paul, and many details in the letter match the life of the Apostle Paul. Look at 2 Timothy 1, verses 1 and 2. 2 Timothy 1, verses 1 and 2. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, according to the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my dear son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. The opening words of 2 Timothy clearly assert that 2 Timothy came from Paul. Paul, an apostle, to Timothy, my dear son. Also notice chapter 1, verses 11 and 12. And of this gospel, I was appointed a herald and an apostle and a teacher. That is why I am suffering as I am. If two things were true about the life of Paul, they are, he was commissioned to be an apostle by the Lord Jesus, and he suffered for the gospel. 2 Timothy 1, verses 11 and 12 tell us that the person who wrote 2 Timothy was appointed an apostle, and he was familiar with suffering for the gospel. Many details in 2 Timothy conform to the life of Paul. And so A, Pauline authorship of the book we're studying is backed by the letter of 2 Timothy itself. And then B, there is also what we can call external evidence. And for now, by external evidence, we mean it was almost universally accepted in the early church that Paul wrote 2 Timothy. It was just about unanimous. The only dissenting voices in the early church came from a few men who were heretics and who rejected Paul's authorship of 2 Timothy 
because they didn't like some of the teaching of 2 Timothy. It went against their teaching. And surely they said, they thought, Paul would never go against their teaching. And so Paul did not write this particular letter. Point one, I think it is correct to say that 2 Timothy was written by the Apostle Paul because we have internal and external evidence for this. Now, before we leave our first point, let me, let me get practical. What is the importance to us of 2 Timothy coming from the pen of the Apostle Paul? So what that Paul wrote it? The importance is this. Apostles were used by the Lord Jesus to give us the New Testament word of God. The Lord Jesus had vital things to say and have recorded, and it was through his apostles that he did so. Second Timothy, then, written by the Apostle Paul, is the Word of God. It isn't just some interesting letter from antiquity. It, again, is the Word of God. And we should treat it as such. We should be thankful for it. We should read it and learn it. Read it and learn it with reverence. And of course, we should follow it. Back in my office, in my desk, I have some special letters that I have kept. I have some letters from Dr. Robert Rayburn, who was the president of the seminary I attended, and he was also the director of the Doctor of Ministry program when I was part of that. I have some letters from Dr. Gerstner. I have a letter from my mother, a letter she wrote me right after my ordination, some special letters that I have kept. However, they are not the Word of God. As special as they are, they are not the Word of God. Second Timothy, written by the Apostle Paul, is the Word of God. And we should see it as such, and we should treat it as such. Here's a suggestion. This afternoon, sit down and read the four chapters of 2 Timothy with the truth in mind. This is God speaking. This is God speaking to me. 2 Timothy, the Word of God. Point two. 2 Timothy was written by the Apostle Paul from prison in Rome. 
just before he was martyred. In verse 8 of chapter 1, Paul says this to Timothy. So do not be ashamed to testify about our Lord or ashamed of me, his prisoner. And in verse 16, Paul writes, May the Lord show mercy to the household of Anesiphorus, because he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chains. Paul wrote 2 Timothy from prison in Rome. And this imprisonment was Paul's second imprisonment in Rome. And this is the occasion that would end his earthly life. His first Roman imprisonment is set forth for us at the end of the book of Acts. And you will remember from that location that in his first Roman imprisonment, Paul was able to stay in his own rented house and welcome all who came to see him and boldly preach the Lord Jesus Christ. But in this, his second Roman imprisonment, Paul did not enjoy the comparative freedom and comfort of his first. Instead, says Dr. William Hendrickson, he was incarcerated in some dismal underground dungeon with only a hole in the ceiling for light and air. And, says Dr. John Stott, he suffered acutely from the loneliness, the boredom, and the cold of prison life. And from this imprisonment, Paul would not be set free. He would go to his death for Jesus Christ. Look at chapter 4, verse 6. For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time has come for my departure. Point two, written by Paul from prison in Rome, just before he was martyred. By the way, have, have you ever wondered how Paul was put to death for the Lord Jesus? This is what tradition tells us about the how of Paul's death. Paul and Peter were martyred on the same occasion, says Eusebius. Uh, an early uh, historian, martyred on the same occasion. Paul was martyred on the Ostian Way about three miles outside of Rome by being beheaded. That is how Roman citizens were put to death, and that is how Paul was put to death. Paul 
had his head cut off. He had his head severed from his body. And Peter, you probably know, was executed by Rome for Christ through crucifixion. At Peter's request, he was crucified head downwards because he believed himself to be unworthy to die as his Lord did. But point two is, 2 Timothy was written by Paul from a prison right before he was martyred. Here are a couple of practical thoughts to close out this, our second point of the morning. A couple of practical thoughts. A, Paul did some great work for the Lord Jesus while he was in prison. What would have stopped many of us in our tracks, prison, suffering, did not stop Paul. During his first Roman imprisonment, he wrote Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and Philemon. And during his second Roman imprisonment, he wrote 2 Timothy. Paul refused to cease living for and serving the Lord Jesus, no matter how difficult things became. And he accomplished some wonderful things for the Lord in the midst of his difficulties. Dr. Gerstner knew that he was dying of cancer. But right up till the very end, he was busy for Christ. Here's the point. Fellow believer, don't be a fair-weather believer. Don't be a fair-weather Christian. Be a Christian in better or worse, in sickness, in health, in season, out of season. Don't be a fair-weather Christian. And then be another practical thought. I am impressed that Paul, in his letter of 2 Timothy, was not caught up in himself, was not full of himself. He was in prison. He had been abandoned by most of his friends. His end had come. He could have moaned. He could have groaned in 2 Timothy. We could have read about a, a big pity party in reading the letter. But we don't read that. Instead, we read of him being concerned about the gospel. Instead, we read of him giving Timothy weighty responsibility concerning the church, which responsibility centered around the gospel. Paul was full of Jesus Christ.
And so, as Paul, let's not be full of ourselves as we go through life. Let's be full of our Lord Jesus. With Paul, let's say, for to me, to live is Christ. Point three. Let me try to make this somewhat briefer. Point three. Second Timothy was written to Timothy, giving him weighty responsibility in reference to the church. Second Timothy chapter one, verses one and two. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, verse two, to Timothy. Timothy was Paul's son in the faith, meaning Paul had evidently led Timothy to the Lord Jesus. And Timothy was Paul's faithful missionary companion. And Timothy, on several occasions, had been sent by Paul on special errands as a trusted apostolic delegate. And Paul once said about Timothy in Philippians chapter 2, I have no one like him. And now that Paul was at the point of martyrdom, Paul was writing to Timothy and giving Timothy the task of continuing on Paul's responsibility. The responsibility of guarding and proclaiming the gospel for the sake of the church. Let's put it like this. What is 2 Timothy all about? 2 Timothy was written by Paul to Timothy for the purpose of giving Timothy important duty concerning the church. The book of Genesis is about beginnings. That's what the word Genesis means. The book of Joshua traces Israel's conquest and apportionment of the promised land. Jeremiah warns and then tells us of God's judgment on Judah. Luke tells us of the works and teachings of the Lord Jesus. Romans explains the gospel. 2 Timothy gives Timothy important responsibility concerning the church. For those of us who know some other things about Timothy, we may be somewhat surprised to hear that the purpose of 2 Timothy is what I have just said. For instance, as Dr. Stott points out, Timothy was still comparatively young. His period of life at this time was regarded as belonging to youth. But here we have Timothy being given this call by God through Paul to take over for Paul. Timothy, 
was also prone to illness. In Paul's first letter to him, Paul referred to Timothy's frequent illnesses or frequent ailments. And Timothy was evidently timid by temperament. Dr. Stott says he seems to have been naturally shy, an introvert. He evidently shrank from difficult tasks. We again are perhaps surprised that Timothy is getting this letter with the content that we have described. However, young in years and frail in health and retiring in disposition, though he was, Timothy still received 2 Timothy from Paul, calling him to exacting duties in the church of God. He did, for this was God's will for him. My friends, youth or old age and physical frailty and shyness are no problems for God. He can take a person who has one or more of these characteristics and use that person mightily. God called and used Timothy to perform a great task for him. Here's our application. Perhaps you are young. Perhaps you are old. Or physically weak. Or temperamentally shy. And you think there is not much work for you to do in the church. Because of that. Not so. God can take you and use you wonderfully. Let me remind us, Moses was, quote, not eloquent. He was slow of speech and tongue, God tells us. Jeremiah was only a child when he was called. Gideon was no, quote, special person. Peter and John were unschooled men. God can take you and use you wonderfully. I wonder if you would be willing to pray this prayer before you leave here this morning. Lord, don't let me think too small of myself. Don't let me limit your power by what I see in the mirror. Help me to trust you. I am not great, but you are great, and your power is made perfect in my weakness. Come, make me useful for the glory of Christ. 
utilizing some of the words of John Piper. I ask you to pray that prayer in some form before you leave today. Point four, the responsibility Timothy received from Paul in reference to the church centered around the gospel. Paul's deep concern at the end of his life was what would happen to the gospel of God when he was dead and gone. What would happen to this truth that brought forgiveness and life and heaven and glory to God when he was martyred? Who then would champion the truth, defending it and proclaiming it? Timothy was selected to receive this task of the gospel. And so, 2 Timothy can be seen more fully as a fourfold charge of Paul to Timothy concerning the gospel. Let me say that again. A fourfold charge of Paul to Timothy concerning the gospel. Notice this fourfold charge with me. Chapter 1. Timothy is charged to guard the gospel. In other words, to defend it and to keep it safe. That's found in verse 14. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. Chapter 2. Timothy is charged to suffer for the gospel. Verse 3 of chapter 2. Endure hardship with us or take your share of suffering like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Chapter 3. Timothy is charged to continue himself in the gospel. Verses 13 and 14. Evil men and imposters will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of. And then chapter 4, Timothy is charged to proclaim the gospel. Verses 1 and 2. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, I give you this charge. Verse 2, preach the word. Guard, suffer for, continue in, preach the gospel. A fourfold charge of Paul to Timothy concerning the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's an important question. Is this message to Timothy this charge to Timothy about the gospel. Is this message to Timothy relevant to us today? Listen to this quote from Dr. Stott. The church of our day urgently needs to heed the message of this second letter of Paul to Timothy. For all around us, we see Christians and churches relaxing their grasp of the gospel, fumbling it, 
in danger of letting it drop from their hands altogether. A new generation of young Timothys is needed who will guard the sacred deposit of the gospel, who are determined to proclaim it and are prepared to suffer for it, and who will pass it on pure and uncorrupted to the generation which in due course will rise up to follow them. The gospel is not understood by so many in the church today. The gospel is not understood by so many churches today. And the gospel still needs to go out to so many places in the world today. That truth of God which reconciles us to God and which brings life is being fumbled by us. And so 2 Timothy is very relevant to us today. And as we study it, we want to ask God to work in us concerning the gospel that we will defend and keep it safe, that we will suffer for it, continue in it, and preach and teach the truths of it. Let's review. Second Timothy, four points. Second Timothy, written by the Apostle Paul from prison in Rome just before he was martyred to Timothy, giving him weighty responsibility in reference to the church, which responsibility centered around the gospel. Let's, uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord Jesus, we would pray at this time. Don't let us think too small about our lives. Don't let us limit your power by what we see in the mirror. Help us, Lord Jesus, to trust you. We are not great, but you are, and your power is made perfect in our weakness, and so come. Make us useful for the glory of Christ. Lord Jesus, help each one of us to pray these words and mean them, and uh, we ask you to be honored through it. In your name we pray, amen.